Hello and welcome to the Bulletproof Marketer. No BS marketing advice for marketers by marketers. I am your fearless host, Christopher Tompkins, here to lead the charge against terrible, useless marketing advice, time-wasting marketing advice. Um, we have an absolute hell of a show, I think I could say today. Um, we are going to kick off with some digital trends with the BPM trend spotter. Then I have two stellar guests. I have Jared Loftus as well as Tyler Sullivan. We're going to be talking email marketing in both of those interviews from different elements um, because they both have specific backgrounds in email marketing. Why am I talking about email marketing? Because it's 2022 and you better Pick, uh, pull up your pants, people. This is time that we need to kind of actually start executing some email marketing strategies with some thought and with some purpose behind them. So uh, Tyler, as well as Jared, are going to help me kind of uncover some things that you need to know that you can kind of plug into your email marketing strategy overall. Then we're going to kind of roll out the whole show today with the silver bullet, which is my one piece of advice that you should really be paying attention to. Even it could be a trend as well, but just something that I've seen that you should really, really pay attention to in the digital world. So if this is the first time that um, you are joining us, I, this is an interactive show, right? We have the Bulletproof uh, Marketer podcast, which you're listening to right now. And we also have our daily news um, letter that goes out. If you want to join the inner circle and get that um, and subscribe to that list, go to gosalesandmarketing.com and then the pop-up on the page that you get there will help you sign up really quickly. It takes a couple seconds and then you're going to get direct trends, tactics, tips, and everything marketing directly to your inbox Monday through Friday. So it's a really, really good value for you and it saves you a lot of time. So with that said, we also are on um, Twitter. So if you want to tweet us at BP Marketer, um, that would be great. We'd love to hear you. We also share lots of tips and tricks and trends and all of that good stuff and commentary there as well. So join the conversation on Twitter or you can subscribe via our website. Also, if you like the podcast, please do subscribe so you can hear our weekly show. We come out once a week with the latest that I could possibly come together with. Um, I have all of my trend spotters at my agency pulling the best stories. So I choose the cream of the crop and share them with you here on the show. So some of these stories may be um, a few weeks old, but they're not. They're going to be new to you. And because I'm going to have a little bit of a different spin on some of these stories than you will be see as they're reporting. That's why it's no BS. Uh, I find that the reason why I wanted to start the no BS angle was because I was getting BS for so long. <laughs> I kind of now understand um, what is useful and what isn't useful in terms of where you should start or where, what, what tactics and tips you should be folding into your overall strategy. So excellent. Welcome, folks. Let's kind of jump into it. Um, we have the BPM trend spotter. Now, what I want to do before I talk about the trend spotter is just talk about something that happens at the end of the year that you may not be fully aware of, or yeah, may not, this is the same, may not be fully aware of. Social media platforms, email platforms, any digital marketing channels that you have tend to drop some big updates towards the end of the year. Now, why do they do that? Um, they do that. Oh, well, I mean, come on. If you've looked at 2021, at the end of 2021, Instagram, I think, did like seven new features or six new features in like a three-week period. And that three-week period was over Christmas, over the, over the holidays. It was when there was a very noisy amount of news out in the ether. Also, everyone was really busy, like traveling or whatever. So 
that's when they drop things. And so you can come back to your desk on January 3rd and very unhappily see all of the things that have changed and also see maybe some of your, your boss or your clients are saying, hey, can we use this new feature? And you might be, hey, I didn't even know there was this new feature. First off, if you do not know there's a new feature and someone else points it out, that doesn't mean that you're not up to date. Some of these features are completely underground until they pop up. So it does happen from time to time. But again, being ahead of the curve is really important. So one of the top tips that I have in terms of not a new year's resolution, I hate those. What I'm thinking is something that you might want to try to incorporate into your digital marketing strategy is signing up to some newsletters. I mean, obviously we have our newsletter, which we, we scrape together all of the best stories and give it to you. So you have a boilerplate. So you're up to date. But that's what I find important. You want different opinions. So I would find maybe four, like five total newsletters that are feeding your interests and feeding the campaigns that you're working on. So maybe you're focused on digital marketing. Maybe you have to go to the Content Marketing Institute and get their newsletter. Maybe it's social media. Maybe social media today would be a good one for you. Or there's an influencer that you really like their angles. Maybe that's where you want to go. But sign up for five of them and then curate them. If you don't like the content of the newsletter, get rid of it and add a new one. You want to have something that you can glance at. You want to glance these. I'm not saying like get a cup of coffee and a, and a comfortable seat and a, you know, a, a lovely throw blanket and get comfy and read these newsletters. I mean, give me a break. You're not going to do that. You want something that you can read the headlines and see what you need to pay, pay attention to. Find something that's like that. So you, okay, what, what that's going to do for you it's going to elevate your conversation internally. It's going to elevate your, your conversations with prospects, with your staff, with your team, and with, with everyone, everyone around you. So do it. It's, and also it's going to help you see what wave is going to be crashing next. So you're not under it. So you're ahead of it. And you can go to your clients or your boss or whatever and say, Hey, this is going to be a major change. And I want to, and this is my, this is my, um, this is my plan of working around it and also being able to utilize it for our campaigns that we're doing. So that's a long-winded way of saying really sign up for some newsletters because it's something that's very important and the quality has been so enhanced. They're not constantly selling to you. So they're just sharing great information. So why not have somebody else do the legwork for you rather than you having to go through Google or go through BuzzSumo and find what's the most important thing for you to be paying attention to have other people do it for you. But also lots of different things are happening, lots of different features. So this is a really good segue into the fantastic BPM trend spotter. So we're going to be covering the most interesting news and trends that have developed over the last few weeks. And I want to give my spin on them. So I've been looking through the newsletter that we've been sending out um, over the last few weeks. And these are coming to the stories that I saw were interesting. So this is one that I thought was was pretty darn interesting, um, which was the, um, the best company TikToks are unhinged and it's working. And this is from Protocol Magazine, I found this. And it's basically talking about companies that are looking to get on TikTok and how they should learn to be part of the TikTok community, not a brand advertising on it. Okay. This is something that everyone that everyone that's that's here today should be listening to. Hear me, hear me, please. Don't do TikTok like you're doing Instagram. 
don't do TikTok like you're doing Facebook, like you're doing TikTok, like you're doing, God forbid, LinkedIn. You have to do TikTok like TikTok is done. Now, does that mean that you have to have your, um, your CEO who's very buttoned up and very conservative doing a dance to a Beyonce song? I don't think that's necessarily what we're talking about here, unless they're up for it. I mean, that could, that could definitely gain some, gain some eyeballs. But um, there, you need to be acting like a TikToker instead of a company. And there are a lot of companies on there currently that are actually figuring it out. Um, think back, think, think, think this, okay? How about 10 years ago when um, we were talking, we were starting to think about how to utilize Instagram? One of the things that we had, and maybe it wasn't even 10 years ago, I can't even, I'm, I'm terrible with timelines, but whenever, tic- whenever Instagram came on, every firm that was on Facebook marketing and LinkedIn marketing and Twitter they were thinking, well, what the hell am I going to put on Instagram? It's just pictures of people's food. It's people's of people, pictures, family. It, it's like, it's just pictures of stuff that how do I, I mean, how am I going to do it? Flash forward to now, brands are using it like gangbusters. They're being able to build conversions, build sales, et cetera. TikTok is the same thing. So what I want you to realize is the learning curve is not as steep as you think so, because this is the same problem that a lot of companies have with Instagram. It was, how do I use this platform? And now most companies are using it very successfully. So now let's look at TikTok. You have to get into it with the same vim and vigor that creators on TikTok are executing. So you don't want to be just focusing on products or focusing on your service, you can kind of bend it just a little bit. I think it's, you want to be a brand that creators want to be a part of, and you want to have the creative freedom to do what excites them because you want creators um, and creators are the power users of TikTok that will help really catapult your brand out there. So all in all, what is my tip? for getting started on TikTok. Find influencers that are talking about your subject matter. So if your business is a legal business, are there any creators that are talking about legal things? And you're gonna say no, and I'm gonna say search. And maybe it's, uh, is anybody out there, um, if you're an educational resource, maybe it's an app for teachers. Are there any teachers on TikTok? Oh, absolutely not. No, it's one of the most popular categories. So just take a look. Take a look and who's an influencer? Someone that has a large audience that's very engaged. So you can see how much engagement they're getting on their, on their, on their posts. You can see what their audience number is. You can see what their comments are. And those people are really, would be interesting, interested and in maybe working with you in some way, shape or form. But that's how it all starts. You have to see what content they're putting out and think, how can my brand do something like this? Not necessarily carbon copy it, but, you know, just adjacently. Anyway, that story I thought was really, really great because it's saying exactly what I know to be true. That literally the title says it all. The best company TikToks are unhinged. Unhinged meaning they are not super professional. They're not overproduced. They are not like ads that you would see on the television screen or even on 
an OTT ad. These are just really, really TikTok centric. So something to pay attention to. Another story um, that I think is pretty darn um, important that I thought was pretty cool was Constant Contact is going to acquire Australian SMS email platform Vision 6. Now, why is this interesting? Because Constant Contact really needs a little bit of help. Constant Contact is a platform that I really do in, I, I do enjoy myself, myself. Um, there are, because I am with some of the things that I do, sometimes it's a, it's a lower level lift, right? It's not as sophisticated as other programs are, but it's kind of peaked. Every little addition that they add to the platform isn't really anything that's kind of ground shaking. Um, it's kind of just like a little, little add on or, oh, we've updated our fonts. Now this acquisition might bring forth more change and also the more sophisticated ability to add SMS into the platform. Now, top tip from me to you, if you're ever starting an email marketing program, and most, I would say most specifically if you're a product, but also if you are a service that requires people to come back or reminders or anything like that. So it could be a doctor's office or it could be a gym, or it could be even if you're, um, a, a, could be a therapist, it could be lots of different things. If you're choosing an email platform, make sure that there's an SMS ability of the platform because it, you may think if you've never done SMS before, I don't want to text everybody and I don't want to do this. You're, you're missing out. You don't text everybody every single day. <laughs> Texting is not emails. Some people text once a week or some people text once a month. Some people text once a quarter. This is not something that you're going to do all the time. And I'm taking this out of the restaurant and the hospitality industry because they could really use that around reservations in real time. But I'm talking about more just as and when type um, type communications. It's good to be able to grow your your emails to a certain uh, a certain level where you're happy with them. That then you can add in that SMS layer. So with that SMS layer, you're able to kind of keep going rather than, oh crap, now I have to leave this email platform behind, find another one, move it over, or why don't I keep them two separate? You don't want to do that. You want to have your email and SMS around the same spot. I find that very helpful in terms of reporting, in terms of tracking, and in terms of crossover, especially if you're going to be using your SMS signup as a bump to your pop-up on your website. So basically sign up for and get 20% off your next um, package with us. They sign up and then it'd be like, hey, give us your phone number and we'll give you another free exclusive product right now. So that went to your email list and then it goes into your SMS list. This is something that is growing in popularity very, very fast, obviously, because people are using it to, to, to great levels of success. So jump on this, jump on board in terms of considering this into your mix. Do you need to find an expert to execute that? Possibly if you don't have a clue as to how to set things up. But if you do have a good idea, just make sure that your email and your SMS program are kind of together. But it's great with constant contact because they definitely needed a little bit of, a little bit of a boost. So another one that um, just hit my desk was Instagram is testing stories redesign with vertical scrolling on its app. <gasps> what does that sound like? Oh, Instagram, always trying to bite at the heels of TikTok. And that's exactly what they're doing. 
So um, what do I think about that? Um, I think that if we look at it from a positive way, there's Instagram is seeing that, oh, okay, people like to consume information in a different way. So possibly what we could do is be, um, is to go along with the flow of how people are consuming their information now. And that is going to be the vertical scrolling. I kind of feel like what they're trying to do is they're trying to be in direct competition with TikTok, which, you know, has really become a behemoth over the past year. Uh, so is it something that we are going to see on your account tomorrow? No. Is it going to change the way that you present stories? Quite possibly. So just something to kind of, it's a story just I want to throw out there for you to marinate on. Um, but one of the things that we've seen over the past quarter, the last quarter of 2021 in particular, was that Instagram was trying to do a lot of TikTok-y type things. So it'd be interesting to see this year if they do continue on that road. Speaking of Instagram, uh, Instagram had a little bit of a boost in the fourth quarter. And it was in, in the fourth quarter, according to new data published by app intelligence firm Sensor Tower, Instagram had its best quarter since at least 2014, with app installs up 10% over quarter three. So it actually puts them in the number one position on the top downloads chart. Uh, and then that was since um, WhatsApp held the spot back in quarter four of 2019. So it's been a long time for them to be number one, and they were back. So obviously, great, great news for Instagram. Does that mean that Instagram's coming back? Oh my God, I could read this article really fast and think that. Let me give you the no BS kind of uh, injection here. It's benefiting from TikTok's ban in India. India is a very highly densely populated um, country, and there are a lot of users there. So Instagram kind of kept growing because that ban really did take out a chunk of their audience. And um, if you were able to look at the breakdown in countries, you can really see where Instagram is. Um, it, it's a, it's a, I mean, sorry, TikTok is really big in India. So Instagram, did they get a real win worldwide? Maybe not. Um, but I say take the win, guys, um, because they've been really trying to take any win they possibly could over TikTok in the last year. So I'm glad. You know, Instagram is making some really good changes to their platform, which I'm, I don't want to say I'm excited about, I'm intrigued by, because I think some of the things that they're looking at, like they're going to bring back the, their, well, I can't say going to, they are saying that they're going to bring back the chronological feed, which is going to really present an issue for um, content and marketers and creators and influencers. It is, but I kind of like it. I'm very excited about it because for me, I like little challenges like that in terms of how we can kind of find out what time our audience is online and where can we get organically serve up the information to our our, our, our audience. And I like that. That's actual marketing rather than um, just pummeling out tons and tons of content and then just getting breaking the algorithm to a point where you, you're just stuck in the, in the top position. And then what happens is the app becomes boring because it's the same thing every time that you go in there. This should mix it up. Also, this is very much like TikTok, which TikTok just scroll, just provides you random stuff. 
And obviously it gets smarter and gives you more of the things that you want over time, but still very similar. So um, Instagram, congratulations. Um, hold on to it while you can, I guess, would be my uh, piece of information there. So here is another piece that I thought was really interesting just because um, I, uh, I have a newsletter. So I take, I'm interested in this as well. Why newsletter sponsorships are the future of targeted advertising. Now, this is an article from Marketing Dive that was shared with me. I thought was really interesting. Um, and it was saying that, you know, a lot of people are not thinking about the opportunity of doing sponsorships in well-read newsletters. And this was something I saw, I, I noticed last year, just because it's not something that was really on my radar in terms of monetizing newsletters, because that's not something that I was really working on in any of the projects that we had at the moment. And then when I was starting to read some of them and it seemed like it, it started to creep in more and more often. Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it's a great idea if it makes sense and it's not done like a sledgehammer over your head. So if I'm subscribed to, um, if I'm subscribed to Pepsi and then I'm getting these huge ads for Doritos in my newsletters, it could be a little off-putting if I'm just looking to, I want to learn more about my favorite brand, Pepsi. Um, so that's where it can be a little bit of a jump the shark moment. But a lot of people are really building their list off the back of the idea that they can monetize them through these sponsored ads. So this used to be something that would be more affiliate driven, but now it's advertising based. And also the advertising is working. So this is something that if you do do a newsletter or you have a large email list, this is something that you might want to consider. Because if you are going to consider um, monetizing your newsletter, rather than having people pay for subscriptions, possibly advertising could be the way to go. Anyway, it's just an idea. I thought this article was interesting um, because I'm always looking for new ways to help people kind of grow and monetize what they're doing in their content. Because, you know, there's going to be lots of subscription models that are going to be like rolling out. Twitter's going to roll out some um, where you have to subscribe to get the information for a monetary fee. And I, I, I think that paying for content is not a bad thing because then it will be good content. I mean, I hate laughing while I say that because I think that a lot of content that is released is kind of flash in the pan. No one's going to read it. And then after, um, after about six months, it comes back with a different headline and a different first sentence. And it's, it's fresh content because no one consumed it. So it's almost like the internet is a landfill of unread and unengaged content. So the having this gateway of pay also seemingly should elevate the game, but we shall see. This is going to some, something that we're going to see more and more over 2022. So definitely keep your eyes open. All right, folks, that is all the trend spotting that I'm going to be doing over here today. Um, but some really great ideas, I think that could be useful for you to check out and just kind of just pay attention to when you're putting together your strategy. But after the break, I am so excited. I'm going to be talking to Jared Loftus. So after the break, we're going to be talking about some email marketing. So catch you in just a few seconds. Hey, parents, are you looking to make it easy to promote your child's development? Well, I want to introduce my go-to, which is Motor Planet. Motor Planet is a powerful developmental program designed to enhance your child's skills. Their software-based program offers fun, motivating activities designed to challenge your child's abilities. So we're talking fine motor skills, visual motor and perceptional skills, 
physical strengthening, overall conditioning, enhanced sensory processing. At Motor Planet, they strive to help your children grow. If you'd like to learn more on how this fantastic app works, there is a one-week free trial, and that is courtesy of Motor Planet. So if you want to grab that on your Android or Apple device, visit them online today. It's motorplanet.com. That's M-O-T-O-R-P-L-A-N-I-T dot com. All right, folks, we are back with my friend, Jared. Okay, so Jared Loftus is an expert in email marketing. All right, I told you about this at the top of the hour where we talked about email marketing. My boy Jared's here. He's going to be hooking us up with some info. I got some questions for him, but let's talk about Jared first. Um, by using AI, Rasa, R-A-S-A dot I-O, can determine what is of interest to each person on an email list. So this is Jared's baby here we're talking about, and he'll give us a little bit more details about that. But Rasa tailors emails to the recipient to make sure that they're getting an email they actually want to read. Oh, yeah, love one of those. Um, I'd love to get uh, some of my people that I'm on their list to uh, actually use your, <laughs> use your stuff. Uh, Rasa now sends over 25 million, million emails for their clients each month, ensuring that they get the most out of their email marketing. Um, so, uh, Jared, welcome to the show. You're like the email man. So I'm glad to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, okay. So, so Rasa, where, where did the name come from? Rasa. It, so it's a, it's a play on a couple words. It's, it's, it's on one hand tab, like tabula rasa, like blank slate. So we kind of gotcha. feel like we, we take the, um, the behavior in the email and, and nothing else. So you're, you're, when you start with Rasa on getting an email, we're not taking social or third-party data to try to guess at who you are. It's, yeah. what are you reading? And then it goes from there. So you come in with a blank slate. Nice, I like that. Um, and also, I think like one of the things that just when I was reviewing your, your content, um, it just, I think having... <laughs> Emails that people want to read, I think, is is just so interesting because we're really focusing now on um, creating more authentic, engaging content for people yeah. rather than um, the newsletter emails that were blasted out like ten years ago, which were, "Hey, my company moved five steps to the left, new CEO, new," right. <laughs> you know, right. it's it's a different world. Um, so, kind of like not segueing anyway. This is the clunkiest segue on earth. I'm just gonna like <laughs> bolt this segue together. So. Here's your first question. Just because I, anyone that's not using email, they get on my nerves immediately. So in your own words, why is email marketing so important? Well, I think it's, I think it's been this way for a while, but especially today, I don't know about yourself, but I'm finding myself more and more fatigued on a lot of the social platforms yeah. just because it's so, there's just so much, right? And, right. and everybody's like, oh, you gotta be on social and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, like all these things. Right. Email is still the place that you can own. You own all of it. You you own the algorithm, right? Like, do you send it or not? It's not one of these pay to play, like, hey, I'm going to post this message out, but I don't know who's going to see it. It's direct, right? And and it's also a direct response um, as far as people can reply back to you and you have this relationship. So I think that is is one of the most important pieces today, um, but it's also just continued to prove out to be a great ROI on like time and dollars spent. I mean, I've been in the e-commerce business 
I know, like I knew that every time I sent an email out, I would get sales, right? And so, um, and not everybody can see a direct correlation like that. Sometimes it's a little bit longer term. Ross is definitely playing in the kind of longer term engagement around newsletters and non-call to action. So it, it depends on your business on, on why specifically it's important, but I've not encountered any business where it's not important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really, it's really interesting to like point out, you know, when you're getting uh, one thing that anytime that I talk to someone that is maybe not really focusing on email marketing, that first question of how large is your list? And it's, and then they will say, well, it's 120 people. It's just like, wow. Okay. That kind of sucks. Um, we need to like, we, you know, <laughs> how can I say that in a nice way? But, um, but it's the truth. Right. And, and I, and I think that a lot of people are focusing so much, like you said, on building their social audience, whereas that does have implications in terms of your influence and kind of driving um, engagement and people and just visibility. But those emails are gold. Every single email address that you get is absolutely gold. And if you categorize them in the right way, you can hit them directly with something so personalized that absolutely. it's like out of the, it's like out of, out, of, out of this world. So that takes me over to the next question that I would, I would be asked myself, which I always get annoyed. I, I don't get annoyed. I, I love answering questions, but Jared, what's the ROI of email marketing? <laughs> I think there's, I don't want to pretend like I've got the studies because there's so many out there where you're like, oh, 80% ROI and and this and that. I mean, I think the budget should be appropriate for the size of the business and what you're doing. You mentioned social. Like, I don't mean that you should abandon social, right? I think they they all need to work together. And so if you've got a large social uh, presence, I think that's a place where you can gently nudge them, not all the time, but Mm -hmm. over time to say, hey, I've got this great newsletter as well, check it out and like push them to give you your email. Because if they're following you on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, you don't know who they are. You know you have subscribers, but you don't know who they are. Exactly. Pushing them to get their email address, now that begins that relationship. And so if you can build that up, um, you know, then you can start to say, okay, well, what's the budget? Because you're right, at 120 people, I, you know, you, you need to spend some time building that list up. But once that list is there, I think it depends on what you're trying to do. I think, I think for people that can see a direct correlation, we send something out that's got a call to action and we can get, we can get revenue immediately, then that's going to be a higher budget area. You're a consultant, thought leader, podcast or whatever that, that doesn't necessarily have a transactional need in the email but but you want to establish that relationship over time, not have them forget about you, that kind of thing. That's kind of slower burn. And that's just more about like get an email out consistently, which isn't, that's not a high dollar thing, right? Like there's so many tools out there. I mean, hell with Rasa, you can get started for $29 a month, right? Like, so it's not this crazy budget thing. Now, okay, this is, this is kind of like a off the cuff question that I always get, you know, some, how do I, how do I say this? Okay. So with, with email lists, right. Um, there's the ones that you earn and then there's the ones that you purchase right now. Is there a time and place for a purchase list? So I, I was going to say that when, when you asked about the budget and if you have a small list it's say, like, well, you just go buy a list. I, I think it's one of those things of 
all marketers, if they're being truthful, at some point have paid for one, right? Like yes, they did. Of course, like I have. Yeah, for sure. Don't say you haven't done it. We've all done it, yeah. right? It may not have been the most right thing at the time, but whatever. Um, my experience has been they're largely not great. Yes. I don't. I don't know about you, but that might like most of the people I've talked to. You buy a list because you think you've like honed in on this exact right target profile. And here's a, a just this list of gold that once you email them, it's yeah. going to unlock all the riches that you've been looking for. And it's just never that. And yeah. so, you know what? If you've never bought a list, go do it. Get it out of your system. You can say you've done it. Most of the time, I've just not experienced it working very well. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And I think that it's, uh, I, I feel that um, one of the things that is a good a, a takeaway just to kind of throw in there is that email marketing is not built in a day. It's not something that you can buy a list of 100,000 people and just like put out a really shitty message and hopefully that everyone's going to open it and engage with it. It's, it's you got to think about it. I, I think that's one of the things oh. that people, people miss. I think businesses really miss. They just think like, oh, buy a list. Um, these are some old emails that are already done. Okay, just, just shove these out with a new date on them and then right. good. Well, and then my thing is that would be like, point to me to the other part of your business where you put very little effort and it was very simple and it and it really worked out for you. <laughs> right. This is no, this is no different, right? And so, and and look, that's not to say that there's not a, a time and place for that. There's a there's plenty of great tools where you can like target specific people on, say, LinkedIn. And, and have a really good shot at getting their email. If you wanted to give a very, very specific message on a one-to-one one -one basis, right? There you go. So buying a list of 100,000 people, sending out a marketing message and then hoping it sticks, I've just not seen that work. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Now, um, one of the, another question I have, and I think I have a more specific question. It's kind of like, how do you set goals? Um, I think one of the questions that I'm asked quite often um, through our audience is, trying to create top funnel and nurture top funnel. So if that, if you're looking at a top funnel campaign, what sort of goals would you want to measure with a, with a top funnel campaign where you have all of these people that have just signed up for something, maybe they're signing up for your newsletter, they're signing up for maybe like an ebook, uh, like an e-course for five days that then obviously turns into the newsletter list. Right. Um, what kind of goals would you set? So I think it's I think it's really great to think about your different sections of the funnel, right? So right. you know, the top of funnel and bottom funnel activity is going to be very different. As as you're looking at top of funnel, I think the 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 metrics I would see is how much are you growing the list? That's the first one. Yes. Are, yes. are you are there more people in this list this week than there were last week? Mm -hmm. Then the next one would be depending on what software you're using, being able to somehow dive in on the open rate and you got to be specific about this like the open rate for you know over the first one two three emails all right are you like they signed up did they open like do you right. have a high percentage of people giving you fake email addresses because they're just trying to get the pdf but don't really want your email can you look at that can you can you see like wow 78 percent of people open the first email and then 28 percent of people open the second email it, so it's not, it, I think it depends on where you are in the, in the journey of, are you doing it? If you're just starting, yeah. How much are you growing the list? And did, did, did you get them to open the first email? If you've been doing it longer, there's so many things that you can analyze. Like if you've got a high first open and a low second, 
then you may want to reevaluate what you put in your first email because clearly you got them to open it, but then something happened there that made them not want to open the next one. What, what is that? Right. So I think it depends on the software you're using and, and, and what your, what your goals are. Obviously like bottom of funnel stuff at some point you want to say, okay, well, did they convert? Like, did they pay? Did they sign up? Did they purchase? Um, you know, when people hear email, almost always it's like, well, what's your open rate? What's your click rate? And those are to a certain degree, somewhat vanity metrics, especially on open rate. People need to understand, especially in this world of like, people are now, you know, I don't want to say a lot more, but it's definitely a topic of, of conversation around privacy. You've got Apple changing how they don't allow these pixels that tell us that their opens are there. Your open rates, may, like we may see a world one day where we don't know what the open rate is, right? And so you, so you have to have something good. So I, I caution people about that being the only thing they look at because I think we're gonna, we're, we're increasingly getting to a world, look at SEO. It's not just like, can you sprinkle a page with a bunch of words that are nonsense? It's, did you provide value? Is there quality there? And we're going to a world where quality is winning out more and more, not just like, can you put it out all, all the time, all the time, all the time, and it's not any good. And so that you, you got to go deeper than just a single open rate or an overall open rate. Yeah. And I'm going to get my big highlighter and highlight that what you said was that the world is moving towards quality um, content. And one of the things I, one of the things that I feel is that um, quality content is really performing above and beyond everything else because everyone's been told every businesses, no no matter if they have a marketing person in house or they have a marketing person in house has been told to create as much content as possible, which has created this massive landfill of shit and bullshit that nobody wants. That's just noise. So when you come in with a new angle of quality, it just really elevates the game and you grab people's attention in a much different way. So, and and okay, so this, this is, this is kind of going over to newsletters, which is, which is another place where a lot of people are looking now to get their bite-sized information from a trusted source that they opt in with. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're really hot. I actually did a story, I did a story um, in the trend spotting um, segment of the first segment of the show when we were talking about how um, in one of the newest trends for 2022 is for newsletters to get advertiser sponsorship. And that's going to be a big growth. And I've seen that a lot. And I think that's very interesting. Anybody who wants to sponsor my newsletter, call me. But like, you know, uh, how can a business jump into a newsletter? So, you know, that's where we, we feel like, you know, people always ask about, you know, being in the AI space and marketing and you took AI and you paired it up with email, like the, the new flashy technology with, you know, maybe the oldest technology and, and put them together. The thing for us is one, email has con- continued to hold out. It's the thing that hasn't gone away, right? Yep. We've, we've been doing it this entire time. And so now injecting some AI in it to, so that you can have that bulk list, but one-to-one relevancy to the person. So, so the way, let me back up and explain how it works. Basically you say, okay, you've got a, you've got a, a podcast about marketing topics, right? And so you've got a list of people that are signed up for your email that presumably are wanting to understand marketing topics or get more information on marketing. 
So you could set it up so that all the things that you've read from all the various sources, your own content and other come into the platform. Let's say there's like 50 articles you've read over the last week. The AI is going to take over from there. And then it's going to send out an email with, you know, let's say you've set it up for seven articles. The seven articles you get are going to be different than the seven articles I get. They're going to come from that 50 but they're gonna be personalized to each of us based on the things that we've been reading about in the past. So you may be more into sales or branding, okay? Which can fall under marketing. I may be more into like SEO or something more technical, but we're both getting a newsletter from the podcaster. It's got their name, it's got their logo. I feel like I've got this connection. Wow, it's really interesting because it's something I wanna read about, not just what you've been pressing at me. And so now we've got something, right? Because one of the biggest things we hear is, well, I don't have time to send the email because it's either a really bad email because we didn't think about it or I ended up not sending something because I just don't have the time to put all the effort into that. And so what we've tried to do is make it possible for busy business owners that say, okay, well, I, I do have a list and I have kind of this like area of expertise that people would want to hear about from me. Mm -hmm. This is something that compiles all that together and makes it easier to one, get out, but two, be super relevant to the individual. And so I think once, if you've got those pieces, it's really interesting to see the folks that have turned a newsletter into a business through the sponsorship that you're mentioning, right? Because now they're, they're saying, well, I've got all these eyeballs opening an email on a regular basis. There's probably some people that would want to be a part of that. And you can see, I mean, there's countless examples of folks out there now that are, are making really good money off, mm -hmm. of a, of, off of a really good email. I don't want to just say any email. They're, yeah. they're putting time and effort. It's got good quality and people are wanting to read it. And I think one of the things to kind of set, set like a, for anyone that's kind of misunderstanding what the newsletters actually are, um, newsletters used to be, focused on internal announcements or what's going on with your company. Great. Send that as something through your inner office email to your shareholders and then move on. You know, no one gives a shit if Susie got promoted. You know what I mean? Who cares? The people that know Susie. So tell right. those people, because I do feel like there's internal communications that can be handled via email that aren't done very well in many companies. But if we're looking at externally, people are looking to grow and enhance their skill set. They're, they're, they're interested in what they want to be interested in. So, yes. and I guarantee you, they're not interested in what you had for lunch. They're not interested in where you're moving unless you're a celebrity where that's your goal is to engage people. And every time that you walk three steps to the left. Totally. So um, we're not talking about the good old traditional, ha, ah, it's been a great fall. Like, you know, those Christmas letters that you would get that are like, it's basically the whole year of the person. Right. By the way, so pissed that those went away. I absolutely loved reading those because it was just like, oh, Sandy the dog, she had a really interesting, <laughs> I mean, honestly, get a job. Okay, anyway, but um, so when we're talking about, let's, let's one last final question for you. Well, before you, before yeah. you go to that question, just really quick, I, I do think you have to designate, there's like email marketing and then there's all of these things underneath it. Newsletters are part of email marketing. Yes, They're not yes. all of email marketing. So good I think point. that is a good designation of there's still like transactional emails, confirmation emails, all of the like call to action emails. Newsletters are more of, can you be helpful as a sender by giving information to these people on your list? 
and hopefully have a reason that you can show up in their inbox when you're when you're not trying to sell them something. Absolutely, because every single conversion point on your website or or with your service should have some sort of stream attached to it that's hyper hyper specific to whatever that transaction or conversion was. So um, whether it be abandoned cart, ask for a quote, um, especially a big hint here. Do you have a really lazy sales team that doesn't call um, leads fast enough? You do. I, I mean, I, I've worked with many agencies. You probably do. do. Probably do. Um, make sure that you have an automated email right off the back of that that will cultivate those people for a few days until they get off their butt and call them. Yep. And then tell and then tell you three days later that none of my leads are good. So um, <laughs> anyway, so this is a marketing podcast, not a sales podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm over here, Jared. Um, so okay, so let's talk about um, predictions for 2022. So. Email, like you said, it's going, it's coming. I believe it's coming back into vogue a little bit um, as we find better ways of being authentic and personalized. What's your top email prediction for 2022? I think, I, I don't, I don't want to say this is a 22 thing because I feel like we saw, we, we saw it starting to gain momentum in 21, but I think it's going to really be a thing in 22 where it is about the quality. It's not, it's not just how big of a list can you get and how often can you email them? People have better things to do with their time and they will unsubscribe, right? And so you've got plenty of people out there like, wait a minute, email, like I get too many emails. I don't want any emails. That's not true. You don't want any more bad emails, right? I, like I still find myself, I'm a nerd on newsletters. So I'll uh, you know, preface it with that, but I still find myself signing up for newsletters in hope, like if it's interesting, I'm in. But if it's not, I'm out pretty quickly. And yeah. so quality is going to be key because you are going to see an erosion in your open data, at least on the Apple side of things, which mm -hmm. is going to have, which is going to take away from some of the visibility you have on how you're doing. And you're going to, and you're going to have to rely on, am I putting stuff out that's good, which means did I get traffic or did I get clicks? And, and you're not, if, if you don't put out quality stuff. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it, I, I'm going to put all of your links in the description yeah. of the show. And if you're listening to this, folks, just look at the description. You can connect with them. But would you like to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, Rasa.io, check us out there. And then I'm on all the all the socials at Jared Loftus, but I'm not really checking them because I'm, I'm kind of focusing on, on email. So I'll give you a link to, they can sign up to my personal newsletter if they like. Great. That, that's probably the best. And then hit reply. Hit, hit reply. It comes to me. I'll, I'll, we'll talk. We'll form a relationship. Yeah. Excellent. Um, please do check out, sign up for um, Jared's newsletter. It's terrific. Um, and do reply. Talk to this guy. He wants to talk to you. So Jared, thank you so much um, for joining us. Thank um, you. Folks, right after the break, we're going to be talking to my friend, Tyler Sullivan. We're talking about some more integrated email solutions. So join me after the break. All right. I have a Pretty picky pet. Our golden doodle Olive is leaning pretty heavy on the poodle side and is pretty picky about her food. You know, that is until she tried square pet. Okay, before she tried square pet, we've given her like 14 different types of food. And but we've let we've let her try it out for a while. We're not changing every day. Don't don't be a hater. But uh, we gave her a square pet and she gobbled it up and is totally eating only that now. 
which is great because it's a healthy, all natural pet nutrition that's been developed by veterinary professionals using only the highest quality and responsibly sourced ingredients. There are solutions for both dogs and cats. You know, I, I'm, I'm not biased. Dogs or cats, everyone's welcome. As well as specialized diets that are backed by science. I'm so overprotective of Olive and I want to treat her like a queen. So Square Pets, it is, folks. Learn more and order a bag to try out today at mysquarepet.com. Again, mysquarepet.com. Woof. Hey, folks, and we are back. All right, well, we were supposed to have the fabulous Tyler Sullivan on the show, but Tyler's having some extreme technical issues, which really stinks because we were going to go through a few different elements. And so what he's done in the meantime is shared some talking points that we can kind of just go over really quickly that I think would be really helpful. We're gonna be talking about, obviously we had the email side of things, but we are gonna be talking about integrated marketing. So, um, you know, one of the things that we were gonna talk about was how integrating marketing is finally coming into its own and how businesses are now more than ever trying to tie their digital marketing pieces together. So one of the questions that I had for Tyler was going to be, what was the connection between social media and email marketing? Now, if you're a firm out there that's looking to kind of get an integrated approach and integrated, by the way, do not think that integrated means that this is you, I don't know, doing some crazy thing with satellites or, or whatever, or you're gonna have to take a course on how to do integrated marketing. Integrated means that everybody is working together for a common goal. So it's almost like teamwork. So think of the term integration as teamwork. So what you want to do is to create a campaign with a goal, and then you wanna wrap all of your different marketing elements into it. So we do have social media marketing, and then we have email marketing. These are just two channels. So if you wanted to integrate your email into social, you could very easily do something like this. This is how simple it could be. You can create a Facebook ad that's a lead form. Now, a lead form ad is something that when you create it, you can autofill an email address. Very, very simple, very easy. And then what you would do is you would connect this to your email program so that when someone signs up to your lead form, which would be an offer, there'd be some offer associated with it, it would go right over to your email and deliver whatever that promise would be. A discount, an ebook, a white paper, a free consultation, a demo, a webinar, whatever it is. But then what you could do is build an automated drip that once that social media ad is triggered and converted, you can put them over into that list that will go into that automation. That way, all of this is done without you having to do any lift. You just have to manage it, monitor it, and make sure that it's successful. This is one way. Another way, a fantastic way, is if you're doing, if you're looking for email newsletter content or weekly blast content, why don't you dedicate one email per month to your Instagram grid if you're a product or your most popular posts or give your fans some, some love or share links to some of the most popular things that you've been doing. There's a good way of kind of feeding it back and forward. You must always have social links on emails. It's really good to increase the clicks that you get anywhere. And also on social, you can get people to sign up to your newsletter right from there. You can get people to um, uh, just have maybe even links. You can create an, a simple post that has a link to your sign up form, and then you can boost that post for, for a larger audience. 
there's a million different ways of doing that. Also, if you're doing a, if you have a narrative, maybe there's a product that you're focusing on. Maybe the product is focused on your social media content. And that, that content also is mirrored in your email. That's integrated. You're both going after and promoting the same exact thing for the same exact result to increase engagement, visibility, and conversion. Another, um, so that was another question that we had, but one I had for, um, for him was, is advertising essential and making this connection work? And the answer is yes, because you can do through organic, um, an organic approach, you can very easily create the connectivity between your social and your email. Advertising makes it faster. Advertising also proves the effectiveness of a message faster than if you're just doing it on your own. So this way you can kind of see what works faster rather than in a, in a more slower fashion. So you can kind of just up the ante. So I think advertising is great. Now, do I think that you should put like $2,000 into this and then run with it? No, I think you should get a smaller budget. You should test it over a finite period of time with your target audience and the perfect message that goes against it and then see how it goes and increase from there. From that campaign, you should be able to see what the acquisition cost is for the, for the customer and the customer information, whatever your conversion is. And then from there, what are you going to do? You're going to see how much more you want. So if you're getting 25 emails for $25 budget, then do you want 100 emails, 1,000 emails, 2,000? Do the math and work it out that way. And then monitor it to make sure that it works. So and another question I had for him was, what's more important, having a strong social media audience or having a large email database? My thought on this one is the following. They are both good if they're real. Okay, so what is better? Whatever's realer. If you've ever worked with a firm that just bought a bunch of um, followers, so you had some good numbers, that's, that's a choice. And if that's the case, then you, are, you have a basically not a super authentic audience. Say you purchased 10,000 email addresses that you're using. That's not a very authentic email address. So you're not going to get the same sort of engagement or results as if, if these people actually knew you and said, yes, I want to be part of your, your community. So if you have an email list that's earned and a social media list that's a social media audience that's purchased, your email list is more valuable. But in the long run, what is more valuable if they're both authentic? They serve different purposes. Your social media audience is going to be what's going to constantly propel you forward, keep you looking engaged, keeping your visibility up, spreading the message about being evangelist for your brand. So that's going to be a great place for you to be, have a sounding board of people that are engaged with you and following you. Whereas email is that personal time, much like Jared was saying in the earlier segment, you know, it, it's just an engaged time for you to really be able to you know, shake out what is um, the true message and what's most meaningful to your individual consumer. So I think pretty much they're, they're, um, they're on the same par. So overall, when you're looking at integ the integration of email and social, there is a cross-section. I do feel that advertising is something that's very crucial to help you prove your concepts. And also, if you prove your concepts, you can try it organically first. But I would like to use a little bit of money to make um, to get three to six months of research done in just three to six days. That sounds more advantageous for me. One one like parting shot, so to speak, is that if you are going to be doing this type of lead ad or lead form ad to generate email addresses, 
make sure that you know what you're going to be sending them before you start executing that. So you want to figure out what your strategy is going to be. Are you going to send them one to two emails? Are you going to put them onto your newsletter afterwards? If you've never created a newsletter, what that's going to be, you have to think about what you're going to do with them because people die off very quickly because they're not, they haven't been exposed to your subject matter expose them to your subject matter make sure that they understand what you're shooting for so that when they get when they start getting your content they're not just deleting it or unsubscribing it because there's nothing worse than an email list that's completely dead they're not saying anything they're just ignoring you and know what that means and this is where those shitty email lists that have 10,000 people in that are absolutely garbage your metrics suck they're never going to make sense and they're never going to look successful. You need to constantly clean that email list. If you, even if you've earned them, because if people are just not opening things, they're not good. Or if they're bouncing and you keep keeping, you keep them in your list by removing like a thousand bounces to a, a, a database of a 10,000, that's going to increase the click rate, open rate, and everything. It's going to show your success rate truly what it is with an engaged audience rather than with a bunch of chaff that you have to kind of cut off. All right, those are some integrated uh, marketing ideas, but I have another idea that I'm gonna share after the break, which is the silver bullet. Join us in a few minutes. If you know me, I like seafood. Yes, give me a steak or give me a lobster. I'm gonna throw the steak out the window and eat the lobster with my bare hands like a caveman. If cavemans had lobster, I don't know what they did. Anyway. Um, then being a seafood freak, I was familiar with the brand Cousins Maine Lobster when I saw them on Shark Tank because I like watching that just to judge everybody that's on the show. You know how it goes. And uh, so little did I know that they had opened a location just around the corner. Well, I tried out their food, their lobster rolls. All the lobster comes from Maine. It's unbelievable. They have a ton of different things on their menu. The best part about Cousins, there's three different ways that you can get you can get in touch with this good food. You can find a truck. They do their food trucks. They have restaurants. And also, they will actually ship you Maine Lobster. Like, okay, my Amazon order came in, and then there's a lobster on top of it. I mean, who can say no to that? I mean, I wouldn't. I, I kind of love it. Anyway, you need to find out more about them. Go to CousinsMainLobster.com. Um, cousins Maine lobster.com that's maine meaning that the lobster is coming from maine oh, so that's maine with an e folks um check them out you have to i mean honestly look through their pictures of their food and you're going to order something immediately so check out cousins maine lobster my choice for seafood folks and we are back wow i love learning about uh just anything. I think I'm such a sponge. So I hope you enjoyed the interviews. I hope we got some really good um, tidbits that you could utilize. Again, I really urge you to connect with them. And um, we'll have some information on our website, gosalesandmarketing.com. But also in the description of this show that you're listening to right now, we'll have some hyperlinks so you can check them out. Um, and then if you want any more information or want any introductions even to them, if you want to work with them, um, just hit me up on Twitter, um, bpmarketer.com, bpmarketer and Twitter. Anyway, let's talk about the silver bullet. So the silver bullet, what is it? Um, each week I want to dive into a topic that's a silver bullet or a proven, let's, let's make proven a little in quotation marks here. This secret technique to reach and attain your marketing goal. So this week's silver bullet is that Instagram carousels 
should be the center of your 2022 social media strategy. Okay. This was something I read in TWN, T, um, TNW news, and it pulled me in instantly. Why? Because I've never really truly seen the metrics that support carousels over posts, over videos. Um, we have done lots of testing on different clients and they've either pulled the same or what have you. But this article pulled me in and it also gave some um, five data-driven reasons. So I'm listening to that, obviously, because you know my saying is if, if you're going with your gut, you have indigestion. So don't trust it, go off of the data. So what we what they have here is the following. So I'm going to share these with you. The first one is carousels lead to a higher average engagement rate, um, which is interesting. So what they're saying is profiles under 5K have the potential of reaching an average engagement rate of 4.9%, just under 5%, when choosing to post more carousels. In the case of medium-sized accounts, 10 to 100,000, the best option for higher engagement rates is video. For large accounts, the and this is 100K plus, is carousels. So under 5K and more than 100K, carousels are really key. For a mid-range 10 to 100, video. And video is, is, is the way you should be going. But see, that's interesting to me because possibly between the 10 and 100K, is where some of the work that I'm doing currently is sitting. And that's why we're not seeing that. So it's interesting if you're under 5K or over 100K, you're going to see those carousels really pay off. Next one is using more carousels can help you increase your engagement per impression rate and make you gain more likes. So I like this um, because it's always, uh, you're always looking to build credibility, visibility, and engagement. So if this is going to help, definitely go for it. And also this article on the nextweb.com, you can see it's, it's, uh, it's on the nextweb.com and it's called Instagram carousels, 2022, just pop that in there into the um, search. And it's one of the news stories. So you can see all of these. There's some really great charts that really, I'm not going to explain a chart to you on this radio show. I don't want to be that boring, but just, it does add to it. And this, these stats are very compelling to me who doesn't believe anything. So carousels lead to more comments on Instagram. Um, now it says here that it, it's not an easy job, which I agree. Um, I'm yeah, just looking through this. This is another one. I do, I do agree with this. I think the one most compelling piece of this, these numbers are definitely the first one under 10 and over hundred K for carousels, because a lot of these points do piggyback on with those. Um, this is something too, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, which is carousels are more likely to be saved by Instagram users. If you put something in there, that's a guide or a, 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 this is a prime example we've used for one of our clients. We have a client that is, um, has an alcohol related product and, um, we were doing different cocktail recipes. So we did slideshows with recipes. They were probably one of the most saved posts that we did. Why? Because they can go back later and reference them. So if you do something like that or something that's really fun or really cool or really informative, people will save it. Saving is good. Um, saving is going to really help you stay on the radar of the target audience they're trying to reach. So 
Another, the last one is carousels increase the chances of a higher reach rate. Um, and it says among the multiple, multiple benefits of integrating carousels more into your content calendar is they also generate twice higher reach rates than videos. And here is where you have to keep reading, at least in the case of small profiles. So again, carousels are going to be absolutely key to your strategy if you're less than 5K and over or over 100K, okay? So if you're right in the middle, carousels may not be something that you really want to bank on, but if you are of the larger or smaller end of the spectrum, you should definitely utilize them, all right? Carousels are easy to do, be inventive, think out of the box, and make your content save-worthy. All right, after the break, we're just going to tighten up the rest of the show and tell you a little bit more about some exciting stuff I have coming up. See you in a minute. Okay, so skincare is definitely something that's really important to me, but at the same time, I don't have a lot of time. So I really want the most bang for my buck and something that is very, very fast and efficient. And that's when I found Truly Clear. Now, when I found Truly Clear, it's a really great product that actually helps acne. So if you have um, if you have a child that has acne or you have adult acne, whatever, just want clean face. I just love the product because why? Because it's, it's smarter, faster, and better. It calms your skin. It stops acne and it heals your skin. So it does the full range of nourishment on your skin. I mean, simply put, truly clear stops acne, clears blackheads and whiteheads quickly. You can use it anywhere you have acne, just one or two times daily or less for less than five minutes. That's the best part. Less than five minutes for long lasting results. So if you have acne that you want to clear up or you just want to have beautiful glowing skin like the Bulletproof Marketer, then you got to check out Truly Clear. Visit them online. It's trulyclear.com. T-R-U-L-Y-C-L-E-A-R.com. Again, trulyclear.com. Fast, smart, just better. Okay, we're back. Thank you folks so much for joining us. Okay, so I hope you learned something today, right? We talked about all the things that are late breaking in the news. We had some fantastic um, information from Jared and Tyler. And then we learned a little bit about um, Instagram carousels and who should be utilizing them the best. Okay, if you like the content of this show, guess what? You can, you can get it right to your inbox absolutely free. Go to gosalesandmarketing.com. There'll be a pop-up directly on that site. Sign up, just throw your email address in and you'll be on the list. If you're in the inner circle, you're going to be getting the Bulletproof um, Marketer Newsletter Monday through Friday. And it's going to have all of the trends, tips, tactics, and advice that I kind of share here, but a lot more of it. Also, we have direct links to the articles that we're referencing. So if you want to learn more, much like I said, the mark, um, one of the uh, articles we're talking about with the carousels, I'm going to have the link right in that email that you can click on and find out everything more about. And then on the show, I want to get the ones that are the most important and the sexiest to me and talk more about them and kind of pull out the BS of each one of those announcements. So you know exactly what to do. Anyway, folks, I had a... Uh, a great time chatting with you and uncovering some of these um, some of these uh, trends and tactics and things you need to focus on in 2022. But I got to run. Be kind. Be authentic. Be bulletproof. 
Till next time, folks. Talk to you soon.